Hey everybody, welcome back to Just the Headers. It's a show where we give you the previous weekends and this week's headline news uh, because you probably weren't paying attention closely, but we have been. Kind of. Absolutely. We've been knee deep in headlines over here. And we're going to present to you three headlines a day. And that's that. If you want to see more headlines, you can click on the link in the show notes, and you'll see all of the headlines that we gathered. Or you can hop in the Slack and say, hey, guys, how's it going? Tell me about the headlines, and we'll say, all right, go on that channel, and you'll see all the headlines stream into that channel. But that's about, that's the show. My name's D, and, and my I'm name's a- Jesse. hey What's up, Jesse? The man broke a name I made up. <laughs> it's going good. Ready to read through the news for you guys. How was uh, how was the week, man? Give us the rundown. Oh man, you know what? I climbed Mount Fuji on Monday, and then I traveled to the Great Barrier Reef on Tuesday. Damn, dude! Walked, walked the Great Wall on Wednesday. I just I've had it's, an incredible week. It's like that show Kung Fu. You're just traveling around, huh? And I didn't mean that in any sort of way. I'm just saying, like the show Kung Fu, you travel around and you do things. And you learn lessons, and you beat ass, and take names. So, wow. Yep, that's, that's exactly how my week went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Funny story about the show Kung Fu is that Bruce Lee was supposed to be the guy, but he got passed up because get this, he didn't look. Uh, he looked. He looked too Asian, so they passed on Bruce Lee and went with uh, the John Kukaneda guy or whatever his name is. Isn't that crazy? How, like, Dang. soft racism changes the world a little bit sometimes. It's pretty crazy. But the lions are back, ladies and gentlemen. The black lion and the green lion, back at it, ready to give you guys the headline news for the week. So, what? Yeah, like am I, Voltron. Am I the green lion? Yeah, like Voltron. Like, we come together and we form a two-lion Voltron. <laughs> I'm the black lion and you're the green lion. You know, I never watched Voltron as a kid. Oh man, that's Pretty crazy! Sure before my time, I grew up in the '90s, but I was born in '85, and Voltron was a large part of my life. Hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles—that was mine. Watching what else? Yep. Pokemon. I'm gonna say something, and I want you to finish it. Heroes in a Half Shell. Oh my god, I don't remember anymore. Oh Jesus, how can you say Dude. that? Like, <laughs> turtle power? No, oh, I, man. I didn't remember that. Heroes oh, in a half man. shell, turtle power. That was like the whole song. That was oh, it. God. Damn, man. It's been a while. It's been too long. Yeah, man, I put you on the spot with your Ninja Turtles knowledge. And you can, you can do it. So, Anyways, 
let's get right into the headlines. So last weekend's headlines. Um, last week's last weekend's headlines. We have a Coin Telegraph uh, article by Kirill Bryanov. Kirill Bryanov. The making of the first U.S. ICO fraud case. Ooh. This is uh, 5,445 total views. 196 total shares. Let's dive right in. In common law systems, it is precedent that inform. It is a precedent that informs judicial approaches to new and previously unaddressed matters. The, the precedent that will likely shape the body of U.S. case law on fraudulent initial coin offerings is currently being forged in federal court in the New York borough of Brooklyn, where 39-year-old entrepreneur Maxim Zaslavsky has pleaded guilty to committing securities fraud. So, if we scroll down in the article, he's trying to do real estate tokens and initial membership offerings. Here's the fallout, though. On September 29, 2017, the SEC brought a civil complaint to the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of New York against Zaslavsky and his two companies for violating U.S. securities laws. Recoin and DRC responded on, the, on, their new, on their website with a joint statement that argued that it was due to lack of legal clarity as to when an ICO or a digital asset is a security, suggesting that their operations were not within the SEC's purview. Ooh, so people are going to jail. They're going to jail out here, Jesse. Man, yeah. faces up to five years in prison. Ooh, can you imagine five years in, of uh, bag spaghetti? Bag spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's way too much bag spaghetti. But uh, keeping it moving... Um. The next article from last weekend, this was kind of a biggie. It rippled through the community. It was different. Um, Overstock is selling Overstock to go full on crypto. They got fully torqued for crypto. They're not going down anytime soon. They've, they got a straight on stiff. They're like, you know what? We're so hard for crypto. We're going to sell our retail business. You know, the thing that's made us all the money. And we're going full on crypto, baby. Or as this article puts it, Focus on distributed ledger technology. So uh, they're going to sell their retail business by February. Uh, so this article is written by Samuel Hayek. It has 5,065 views. Uh, here's, some, here's some stuff in the article. So major online retailer Overstock expects to finalize a deal to sell its retail operations by February. The Utah-based company is selling the business so it can solely focus on the crypto and distributed ledger technology sector. So let's dive a little bit deeper. Overstock expects to soon sell their retail business. That's a header. So, we are the for the first, the largest company accepting Bitcoin then was an $800,000 a year restaurant diner in Western Australia. We stepped up and started taking it. We were $1.4 billion. So that is Patrick Byrne talking about like how much money he's bringing in, I guess, through Bitcoin. So they're betting big on what's called T0. And T0 is their securities exchange. Um, it's its own blockchain, it's its own thing, uh, but what T0 does is it takes the standard T3 time of finalization when it comes to securities and stock trading and bring it down to that day, right? So, yeah. it's very interesting that they would quit all of crypto to go, all or all of the retail to go in on this, but really, honestly, 
Can I be honest? They're getting destroyed by Amazon. Like, ravaged. So, there's that. But, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna keep it moving here. We got one more article, and then it is Gary Tam. Where where did the article? Oh no, Jesse, I lost my articles. Um, okay, no, I'm I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> last article for uh, last weekend, um, coming into this Monday, and it states how OKEx Exchange is handling market manipulation once again quotes because it because it could be market manipulation but it also couldn't be this is by Stephen O'Neill November 25th 2018 has 8,592 total views 196 total shares uh, says last week OKEx exchange faced negative publicity and accusations of marketing manipulations after adjusting Bitcoin cash features settlements during the notorious hard fork the notorious hard fork baby on November 20th, the exchange responded to these allegations, essentially defending its decision and promising to provide evidence of the case goes to court. Curiously, it is at least the third time this year that OKEx has shown strange price volatility on their exchange. So, yeah, man. The, tra- the trading volume was fishy for OKEx. Um, do, 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 you know one thing I find funny, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Um, that these quote-unquote decentralized exchanges are running into a lot of centralized exchange type problems. You know yeah. what I mean? Like how 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 decentralized are these things? Really? If they keep if they're getting like mad like lawsuits and stuff, go ahead. Um, later in the article, OKEx, it tells you a little bit about the exchange. It says OKEx was founded in 2017 as an international arm of the no longer operating Chinese exchange OKCoin. Mm-hmm. According to data from CoinMarketCap, it is currently the second largest player by volume, handling more than $1 billion worth of crypto trades per day. OKEx is based in Belize and has an operating hub in Hong Kong. Moreover, in April 2018, the company expanded its presence to Malta, citing their, quote, confidence in the local government's approach to cryptocurrencies. Mm. So they're not an, a decentralized exchange? No, they're not. Okay. I don't know where I was getting that from, though. I could have swore OKEx was it. OKCoin is where I lost my first Litecoin, though. Ah, yeah, man, I lost thirty two trying to do trying to be like a I think a margin trader or something. When I very first started looking at charts and stuff, and yeah. I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna turn these thirty two Litecoin into a billion dollars. And so <laughs> <laughs> I made my first trade, and it was gone in five minutes. Five I minutes. Told you, I told you right, like like there's a trade. Well, I don't know if I told you, but there was a trade in like I think. Was it two or four minutes? I'd lost um, twenty thousand dollars worth. Of oh crypto. my god! Really? Yeah, in one trade, I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." <laughs> That's all he said was, "Oh man, that sucks." Yeah. But... Oh my goodness! I would have, I would have like gave myself lashes or something. Like I would have punished myself for that. Yeah. I was just, it was a bad trade. I messed up, but yeah. Mm. Yep. So the moral of this story is that Jesse and D aren't day traders for a reason. That's right. 
<laughs> we learned our lessons harshly. I swing trade from time to time, but nothing like nothing serious. Time, nothing big. It's just fun these days. But uh, moving on, man. And Monday, it's your turn, man. Rock the Casbah. Do you think? Sure. Do you do you call it Rock the Cash Bar or do you Rock the Casbah? I have never heard of that phrase in my life. Rock the Casbah. Rock the. Nope. Never. I don't know. What is that from? It's a it's a song. It's a it used to, it used to be a David Bowie song. Yeah, I just and, know and of it the turned name of David in, Bowie. It turned into a Willinium. Huh. Do you say David Bowie or David Bowie? I don't even really know that guy. I've just heard his name. It's like I know who Michael Jordan is, but I never watched any of his game play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always well, forget you that you watched only been here for like a decade. <laughs> you probably been here for like not on longer the earth, than that, right? Obviously, huh? Yeah, I've been here longer than that. Like maybe what, thirteen years? Oh, yeah. but you round that down. That's definitely a floor function on that, my friend. You've only <laughs> been here uh, ten years. Oh, okay. So, right. got it. Like how, you, like I was just telling you your life. Like <laughs> those those yeah. three years don't matter. Yeah. In the court of deed, justice. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you can just like. If 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 you're like 50, 15 years old, thirteen years old, you can just tell them no, you're not really fifteen or thirteen, you're ten. <laughs> Wipe away some years. Fifteen's well, round upable, you know what I mean? So you go ahead and round that up to to twenty. <laughs> to twenty. <laughs> you're twenty now. <laughs> you can you can almost drink. You definitely smoke. Is it bad that when I hit my twenties, when I hit twenty five, I round that up to thirty mentally? I was like, you know what? Dang. There's no more games. Like, I don't, I'm not turning 21 and I get access to more life. When I turn 25, you get the most access you can get. You can, what, rent a car with cheaper fees. Your insurance goes down because they think you're not a bumbling idiot anymore. That's pretty much the peak right there. So, from 25, I rounded up to 30. And when I hit 35, I'll round up to 40 just to prepare myself. You know what I mean? Damn, when you're 40, you round up to dead. (laughs) with a bag of bones at that point my 40th birthday is going to be so depressing if anybody comes to it i'm gonna be like hey guys thanks for coming out to my death party it's pretty much the beginning of the end so i've got my mind in the ground (laughs) looking (laughs) looking forward to not breathing anymore hey 40th birthdays baby i'm sorry to all you that are in your 40s listening to the show (laughs) Okay. And then the opposite of that is like once you're like eighty something, you're like, when am I gonna die already? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh jeez, man! I'm like, I'm ready at this point. Where? What's what's the journey? I'm ready for this infinite journey. <laughs> Show me the light bridge. I'm ready to travel on it, man. Oh man! I, right. I ran into. Okay. Sorry. Oh oh oh! Are we done? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on to Monday's articles. Let's keep it moving. We're All doing... right. So Monday's article starts yeah. with an article in Japan from William Seberg of Coin Telegraph. Japan Coin Check completes token editions with Ripple Factum relaunch. Mm. 
So hacked Japanese cryptocurrency exchange CoinCheck has begun trading a wider range of assets. November 26th, a press le- uh, release confirmed 10 months after funds worth over $530 million were stolen. <laughs> Monex Group, the internet broker, which purchased the hacked exchange in March for around $33.5 million, made the announcement following months of remedial measures and security improvements. The release of Ripple and Factum token trading means CoinCheck is now operating services for all, quote, tradable cryptocurrencies on the platform. CoinCheck has been steadily resuming as each service's technical safety is confirmed through the supports of external experts, the release stated, adding, quote, as of the announcement today regarding XRP and FCT, CoinCheck has resumed depositing and purchasing services for all tradable cryptocurrencies on CoinCheck. Mm. Well, I wouldn't trust that exchange with shit ever again. So there's that. Here's where's the lesson in all this, Jesse? We're gonna say it again for the thousandth time we've since we started recording this show. Don't don't leave your money on the exchange. There you go. That's we need to turn this shit real Sesame Street for people. Don't leave your money on an exchange, and then have like a little puppet that's like a cracked out crypto trader that lost a lot smokes four cigarettes an hour and is like yeah man i had all my money on the exchange and guess what it's gone now so don't keep your money <laughs> don't keep your money on an exchange thank you i'm gone now and that's it we need a puppet that's it a puppet yeah man like we we could add some pizzazz to the show if we went video and we had a puppet that gave people advice, Sesame Street style, but it was like a battered guy with a New York accent. Like, hey, guess what? My wallet got hacked. You know why? I downloaded the torrent and it had a key logger on it. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> don't. pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. Just give it advice, you know, like, hey, let me tell you something about porn. You're going to get a virus. Stop looking at it. You're in crypto. That's crazy. And then, like, the puppet goes away. Why does the puppet sound kind of like Trump? <laughs> it does. Oh, it does? Oh, does Trump uh, sound like that? I don't know. Kind of, yeah. Uh, my name's Donald accent. Trump. I'm a complete idiot, and I don't listen to science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that how it goes? Or, like, like a really old woman who, like, has smoked so so much that her voice changes, you know? Well, that's how I imagine most New Yorkers to sound. Like, oh. hey, let me get a slice of pizza, okay? Let me get some of that pie, okay? <laughs> you don't do any accents on this show, and I feel like uh-huh. it could be a moment for you to shine, but you refuse. You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going there. I, I, I kind of want to keep it professional, but then, like, I don't know. I save any of the accents for when I stream and then I can act a complete fool. I feel like I, I owe it to our viewers to like maintain some sort of professionality. Oh, so that you're just putting me I'm, out on front. Street I'm, 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 I'm here balancing you out. That's, that's the way I look at it. If we're both acting, acting uh, like fools, then, then there's they, nothing. Nothing, nothing productive that can come. They out. they won't even want to watch. I I see where you're coming out. Okay. Okay, man. 
<laughs> I can dig it. All right, let's just go to the next article. I guess I guess I'll be the, I'll be the fucking fool of just the headers, and I can handle that. I can I can handle that. All right, blockchain <laughs> can speed up the economy. <laughs> says Nigeria presidential candidate. This article is written by Adrian Zmudzinski. That is an interesting last name. There's two Z's in a name. You don't see that every day. Yeah, two consonants. Mm-hmm. Zmudzinski. Yeah. On Cointelegraph, 9,834 total views, 288 total shares. You know President- what? Yeah. Where's the diversity in this picture? Like, all, I see the Nigerian flag and all black thumbs up, but where are the white thumbs up? I'm just kidding. It's Nigeria. <laughs> it's, it's all man. black people there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a bad joke, apparently. They can't see it, D. They can't, they can't see this picture. Oh, I'm trying to paint the picture for them. There's six thumbs up and they're all black people, which is very accurate because it's Nigeria. Um, which is a black place. So, yeah. What is that on their flag? That's that bootleg-ass token that Cointelegraph uses for everything. It's just like a standard generic token. Oh, you know? okay. oh dude, I, I, I talked to another dude um, from Venezuela mm-hmm. on the stream earlier this afternoon. And I was asking him if things were as bad as the other guy from Venezuela who came on the stream uh was telling us and um he lives in a in a, a more more fluent area of venezuela so he doesn't see it but he he knows that that same situation that was explained by the other dude is going on where people are literally scavenging food from like trash bins mm-hmm. and uh yeah so things yeah. are bad in venezuela they call it the whatever. What's the president's name there? Maduro. They call it the Maduro diet. Like it sounds shitty, but like people are so mal malnourished and they're so small. They call it the Maduro diet because they can't afford food because their currency is worth so little. So shit's going down in Venezuela, man. It's crazy. It's the perfect use case. Like, this is why governments really shouldn't have absolute control over money because it gets really bad and corrupt really fast. And the only reason ours isn't because it's very, very large. So we don't necessarily see the corruption in America. Yeah. But it still exists. I was saying that the president is so dumb that he thought a thermometer was a telescope. Really? That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressively bad. I'm not even upset. What is he just sticking a piece of glass in his eye and trying to look at the stars? I I guess because I mean, oh no, th- I'm thinking no. of a not sorry. I was thinking no a thermometer. Yeah, yeah, a mercury thermometer. And yeah, he mistook it for a telescope. That's the most embarrassing shit I've ever. If there's footage <laughs> of that, like I want to make fun of him, but I also don't want to get assassinated. You know, it's like somewhere there's a like happy medium in there. Uh huh. Yeah. Like sometimes I want to make fun of Putin. But at the uh-huh. same time, it's like, are you listening to me? Am I going to get assassinated? When he was riding around half naked on that horse, I was like, that is the weirdest shit a leader of a nation has ever done, I think. Is, you know what I'm going to do? Get in some black denim jeans and take my shirt off and ride around on a horse. Go Russia. But 
anyways, I'm also not the leader of a country. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I figure if I were the leader of a country, they'd just get a lot of candid picture of me eating of of me eating pork egg rolls. Like Why here he is again. Rolls? Oh, because those are the most delicious flavor. We were like, here he is again. Eat another pork egg roll. This is his third pork egg roll this week. It's like it's the only thing he cares about. I'd be like, Well, you guys elected me. You knew I was eating pork egg rolls before I got here. That's what got me here. So, I don't know. That that got weird fast. Let's go to the, that got weird. Yeah, I don't know. Let's that go happened. to the next article. No, we didn't even finish. I didn't even finish reading it. Oh, anyway. my bad. My bad. Sorry. All right. So, the presidential candidate of Nigeria's leading opposition party has promised to support blockchain and cryptocurrency. So, all right. Let me just skim the article. Daily Post also quoted Abu Bakr. Uh, oh, Abu Bakar. Wait, what? Is his name Abu Bakr or Abu Bakr? I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole, my friend. You're okay, yeah, here he goes. Uh, People's Democratic Party candidate Atiku Abu Bakr. Uh, his platform is Get Nigeria Working Again. And he's hoping that regulation will provide clarity in his country where there's eight, 1,800 different uh, currency types. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't mm. know anything about this country. You, you know anything about Nigeria that. other than this article? But, um, yeah. no. My sister-in-law is from Zimbabwe. Um, okay. I do know that governments are really corrupt in Africa, and that's like a general consensus. For example, like my brother and sister went to go visit my sister-in-law's father, who happens to be a large landowner in Africa. And he has to, like, defend his land with security, and he takes out, like, $200 in cash whenever he has to travel across the country because you have to bribe the police officers. So, like, random police officers set up bribing stations where it's basically, like, a bucket that they set down on the road. And then when you come up to the bucket, they're like, stop, stop here, stop, this is a checkpoint. And you're like, hello, officer, how is it going? And they're like, you have reached a checkpoint. Do you have proper documentation? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> do you have proper bribe? <laughs> yeah, and then you just give them some money and you keep it moving, <laughs> and that's pretty much how you travel in Zimbabwe. And the government will try and take your land, so you have to defend yourself. Um, you know, but it's a lot. According to my sister-in-law, from what she's told me, is that it's a lot less american movie than you'd think like it's just a big giant urban it's just a big giant city like you go to chicago like there's places that exist in africa like that people just never see them in the movies but like you go to chicago and the only difference is instead of like a buzzing city with people walking around doing city like shit it's not a bunch of white people everywhere it's a bunch of black people and it's like if you're american and you go see that you're like well this is this is new. This is not like it is where I live. So, um, yeah, the, but the governments suck when it comes to, like, monetary policy. That's the general consensus. So, mm. yeah. But all governments suck when it comes to monetary, consi- monetary policy. Am I right? Fuck fiat forever. Fuck fiat. What is it? What's the new thing to say? Uh, long Bitcoin short the bankers. Yeah. 
All right, let's let's come on to Tuesday's news. Let's keep it moving. We're wait, wait, good. yeah. Uh, one more on Monday. Last article for Monday. BTCE operator Alexander Vinnick to go on hunger strike, lawyer says. What? Alexander Vinnick, the suspected operator of the infamous BTCE exchange, plans to start a hunger strike on Monday, days before his next court hearing. The Russian, who's been accused of accused by U.S. authorities of laundering billions of dollars through the now-defunct crypto trading platform, fears he is not going to receive a fair trial. Vinnick, who has been detained in a Greek jail since his arrest in Thessaloniki uh, last summer, is protesting prison conditions and violations of his rights. The head of his defense team, Timofey Musatov, mm. told Russian reporters, Lawyer said Vinnick has already informed the Russian consul in the northern Greek city about his decision to go on a hunger strike. Greek police detained the Russian national in July 2017 on a warrant issued by the U.S. where he has been charged with laundering funds from the Mount Gox hack and more than 20 other crimes. Prosecutors believe Vinnick and his accomplices laundered between 4 to $9 billion through BTCE, once the largest Russian crypto exchange. You want to hear some crazy shit? The very sure. first Bitcoin I bought, or sorry, the second amount of Bitcoin I bought was through BTCE. And all I was told is, do not even click on the troll box because you're going to get a virus. Ah. Yeah, it was crazy. If you looked in the troll box, it was like, oh, okay, so that's one giant virus orgy. So better not click in there. And yeah, it was like the very, I think I have a BTCE account. So if I ever get audited, I am fucked. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say one thing, and this sounds mean, but Vinick's not gonna be on August track very long. Was this guy weigh like 35 pounds? Look at him, he's all head. He's all head. <laughs> Look how long that turtleneck is. It's just a big ass head and a long neck and a little tiny ass body. He's gonna be on hunger strike for like 30 minutes. <laughs> you know it, Jesse. You can laugh at that. You see his skinny ass. How look much at, money did look in the comment section? How much money did he make with this shit? If I sell cocaine and I got busted, I can also cry about my rights. Doesn't change the fact that it is not illegal. Also, if my morale, if my moral has not the same rules as law, good for him. He is not in a Russian jail. If you're greedy, it's like a spotlight for. How many people did he kill? He killed four people. Wait, what? That's the next comment. How many people did he kill? And then somebody yeah. says he killed four people. Yeah. Interesting. There should be a oh. YouTube show about internet comments on articles. I think there is. Isn't there? Because they are wild, man. The internet is a wild, wild and crazy place. That was, sorry That's about that. Man. That was an unnecessary jingle. You're good. Okay. We're making good time today. I feel like people are enjoying <laughs> this. Uh, huh? Yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. It's funny. What? Go we're on. making good time today, like as if we're all like, on a trek <laughs> through the news. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're doing a good we're doing good this week. Um, <laughs> some good news for everybody. So Ooh, this one's tasty. So one, I've been tracking this personally, is that the difficulty drop in Bitcoin mining is, is going to hit 11% roughly um, this next, within three days. So by the time they hear this is Friday, so by Monday or Tuesday, you should have a difficulty uh, change. And people are preparing for that. Like 
but uh, or the difficulty was so 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 high. So, anyways, um, this article is from Bitcoin.com. It's a very special. It's a uh, Lubomir Tozev, ten thousand four hundred eighty-five eyeballs. Russian miners sell their equipment amid market plunge. A growing number of Russian miners are looking to sell their hardware. The recent market correction has decreased the profitability of mining digital coins, especially for enthusiasts who are mining in their homes, basements, and garages. Russian miners selling used hardware. (laughs) Amateur mining used to be very popular in Russia, where electricity rates for individual consumers are pretty low. In some (laughs) Russian regions, prices are currently below one cent per kilowatt. The cryptocurrency market sell-off of the last few weeks, however, has squeezed the profitability of small-scale mining operations, as the value of most cryptocurrencies has decreased significantly. In just two days last week, the number of ads selling second-hand mining rigs increased by 25%, according to data shared by the popular Russian online marketplace, Eula. But since the beginning of the year, searches for video cards on the platform have fallen by almost a quarter. According to Russian Daily is... Godly, man. I feel like Russians just throw letters together sometimes. What is that? Izvestia. Oh, you know what that says? I guess that means invest. I don't know. According to Russian Daily Izvestia, GPUs are graphics processing units or used to mine some of the altcoins that don't require massive computing power. You had to... <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah. Is that... But did I sound like I could read non-regional news? Mm. Mm. I don't like that noise that you made. Changing times. This year has not been particularly kind to the cryptocurrency investors and miners, with the price of BTC falling around 80% from last year's all-time highs. So this is how the system works for you guys that don't know. Okay, The difficulty goes up, and it becomes harder to mine. So people that can't keep up turn their miners off, and then the difficulty will adjust. The difficulty is constantly adjusting to ensure that always, every 10 minutes, 12 and a half Bitcoin are entering circulation. Right, so if there's a lot of computers competing to win, then they're actually wasting resources. Right, they're losing money because the difficulty is too high. And if it gets to a point where they can't keep the lights on, or AKA the miners on, they turn them off. So that's how the system is designed. Right. There you go. So. Mm-hmm. This is going as planned. It's not like some doomsday thing like that's rates dropping. Oh god, what are we gonna do? No, that's not it's supposed to this is supposed to happen. So Alright. Moving on moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse, I know that's your least favorite accent. It 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 is actually. Yeah, I, I can tell. Lie. You're such a nice person. <laughs> you'd make a terrible new yorker you'd make a great canadian a around tuesday a do me a favor can you say sorry sorry and can you say don't you know don't you know yeah, you'd make a great Canadian. Okay, so this is another article by Bitcoin.com. It's a mining article. Two days ago, written by Samuel Haiga. 1,776 eyeballs. Paragai to provide land for the Golden Goose Mining Project. So, this is another thing, right? When it comes to this difficulty and this constant competition and the gamification of mining, is that because the difficulty drops, 
or because mining is so competitive, people will enter the mining sphere that you didn't see entering it before. Right. So Paraguay's vice president has declared support for the Golden Goose Project, which will see South Korea's blockchain technology foundation build five mining centers on state land. The foundation has plans to conduct what it, what it describes as an initial exchange offering to facilitate investor participation in this project. So here's a cute thing, right? This is like they're coming out of the gates, Jesse. They're coming out of the gates saying this is state-owned mining. Like, there ain't no fucking game. This is the state of Paraguay mining Bitcoin because we want into some of that Bitcoin juice. So this is a little bit of what you would consider, like, Bitcoin doing as it's designed. Is that is like, hey, this is a hard currency. And if you're a state, nation state, and you're not getting your hands on any of this hard currency, well, congratulations, you're setting yourself up for failure and later in the 21st century. And that creates that decentralized competition and a very, you don't need trust if all the nations are competing at once and all using the same ledger, then you don't need trust. You can trust in the software. So this is, is very interesting and, and it's kind of like a canary in the, what do you call it? Canary in the cave or whatever. Canary in the mines. There we go. So. I don't know, man. It's been a rough bear market, but I still find Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in, in general as like the most fascinating thing of all time. Like it's just so crazy how this has all come together. But uh, I'm a little bit biased. But anyways, long story short, South Korea is building mining rigs in um, Paraguay. So let's keep it moving. Uh, and the last article from Tuesday, tickety tickety Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, is written by Bonner. That was pretty good. I should be a DJ. Have you ever thought about being a DJ at any point in time? I know you young whippersnappers no. love the electronic dance music. <laughs> I have a cousin who does, uh, who DJs at clubs in Las Vegas. Does he have a giant mask? She does not have a giant mask. Well, she's doing it wrong. She does oh, ask her if she'd like for me to make her one. If I do that, though, I will one percent of all of her income for the rest of the time. <laughs> Pretty sure she would not agree to that. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you don't know until you ask. That's all I'm saying. I can make her a pretty <laughs> badass mask. I used to make pa- like uh, paper mache masks. When I was in the fifth grade, so yeah, do you use a balloon? I did not use a balloon. We actually were forced to like build this crazy ass framework out of cardboard. So it, they kind of look like um, eyes wide shut masks. Um, hmm. Sorry, eyes wide shut is a movie starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman about orgies, and like he would go. <laughs> to this mansion and people would be wearing these weird masks with long noses and they would all be committed to like the orgy life Uh. and so in the fifth grade my fifth grade teacher had us making these orgy masks out of paper mache and um looking back on it now that is very strange that's really strange but anyways uh that got a little bit off topic there if your uh if your cousin 
wants an orgy mask so she can DJ better, then <laughs> tell her to hit me up. <laughs> Whoa, why are you laughing? I'm dead serious, man. I want to, like, you know, Deadmau5 has the big mouse, and then there's the guy with the smiley face with the two eyes that are X's, and then there's, you know, there's a guy has got a big giant teddy bear head. Yep. I'll give Pretty her a sure big... Okay, yep. I can make her a big giant orgy mask, and then that could be her thing. You know, what's her oh, DJ okay. name? Uh, I I I'll tell you off air. Oh, is it dangerous? No, I just I don't know if she wants to be. You know, she doesn't about. want free promotion. I don't know. It's like it. it I don't know. It's like a different kind of promotion, maybe. Are we dangerous? You think we're dangerous? We might be dangerous. I don't understand your logic here. What do we do that's dangerous? Because so we need to stop doing it, man. I'm not trying to get on anybody's radar. We talk about yeah. Russians. I'm just screwing around with you. Okay. All right. Okay. So the last article on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. is uh, Wednesday. written by Connor Blankenstap. It's a Coin Telegraph special, baby. Oh, I just looked at the Bitcoin. Prices. Oh no, it's sponsored. Let's not read it. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to say this to you, Connor, and I hope you're listening to me. Fuck your sponsored article. We know you don't care about <laughs> Paxful. We know you don't. You're just full of shit. <laughs> full of shit. All right, your turn, Wednesday. Can we, can we just start into like a news article or a news, yeah, a news article podcast where we just like call people out on sponsored articles? That might be more entertaining than actually reading <laughs> Look at the sponsor piece of shit. What did they ban you for? What are you a journalist? I put quotations on that. I know you love your quotations. I feel like you could, <laughs> you could smash on some people and you'd really enjoy doing that. I I would actually. I would love like <laughs> roasting people that write sponsored articles. All right. Wednesday. Wow, this is another one. Nigeria. Wednesday. Nigeria is popular. Uh, this is Max Yakubowski with Coin Telegraph. Yakubowski know about Nigeria? Are you just saying that because he's white? No. <laughs> Nigeria's Union Bank reportedly warns against <laughs> crypto transactions. This article has five thousand four hundred seventy-six total views and one hundred thirty-seven total shares. Union Bank of Nigeria has reportedly cautioned against transactions in cryptocurrency, according to a union, to a letter allegedly sent to its users and published November 26 by Nairaland, an online community targeted at Nigerians. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nairaland, the largest Nigerian online community with over 55 million... How it... There are 55 million people who are on the internet in Nigeria. Well, man, that's what this article says. I don't know if Yukabowski knows what the fuck he's talking about. Hold on. But... How many people live in Nigeria? <laughs> okay, 190 million. Now, okay. how many people in Nigeria have internet? So a little under 25%. 57.7 million users. Damn. So the... 76.2 in 2017. So what are the 2.7 million people doing in Nigeria that aren't on Nairaland? What are they, the fucking hipsters in Nairaland? Like, if you go to them, you're like, oh, 
I was on the internet before Nairaland was cool. Like, what are you, some sort of hipster Nigerian? Get on Nairaland. Everybody's on Nairaland. Shit. Wow. You want me to so read this 15, quote? Huh? 15.5 million uh, individuals who own at least one smartphone. Mm. Yeah, smartphones are, are fucking hot fire in Africa. They love it. They pay with the, the money, the M-Pesa. But I don't think that's in Nigeria. Or maybe it is in Nigeria. Uh, that feels Googleable. But anyways, here's a quote. In yeah, order yeah. to guarantee the security of our customers' funds, Union Bank will monitor accounts being used for cryptocurrency transactions and may impose restrictions, including closure of such accounts. So, we are going to uh, implement a very centralized exchange for Nigerians to partake in the uh, cryptocurrency commerce. Uh, it will be very much like a a modern day uh, bank. Yes. The People's Democratic Party, Atiku Abu Abubakar, <laughs> promised to quote speed up the economy positively through blockchain and cryptocurrency. That was a long, awkward pause there. Sorry, I, I thought your microphone went out for a second. Oh, that's all good. It's doing better now that I'm physically holding it into my laptop, <laughs> which means that tells me that um, the connector I think is probably dirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a Q-tip or some cotton ball, like mm -hmm. a cotton ball, and I'm gonna rip it in little pieces, and then like put it on a toothpick and dip that in some cleaning, and then clean the clean the uh, what do you call them? Not connectors, but the uh, yeah, air connectors, the pins on the USB. The pins and the, um, what's it called? Like the flat metal part where the pins connect and it closes the circuit essentially. Oh, I don't know what the technical name for that is. Oh, connector, not the connector. The... Fucking, fuck it. Oh, well, I'm going to clean the, I'm going to clean it. So, uh, next year, it's on you, on you player. All right, second article. Do you mind being called a player? Because I know you're not a player. I know you're <laughs> you're a very stand-up guy. Your morals are up top. But like sometimes I say, hey, player, player, what's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to respond to that. Why not, I don't man? You, you Go for it. You do you. Bitcoin.com, SEC chair, Bitcoin ETF approval. Hi, right, oh, player. All right, Kevin Helms, 8,475 views. SEC chair explains key upgrades needed for Bitcoin ETF approval. The chairman of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has outlined the key changes in cryptocurrency markets he needs to see before he is comfortable with a Bitcoin ETF. While some solutions to the problems he mentioned have already been implemented, the chairman insists on seeing more improvements. Yeah, Clayton, Jay Clayton. He actually is in favor of crypto. Um, yes. Yeah. At the Consensus Invest Conference on Tuesday, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton explained what he needs to see. Do, do, do. According to CNBC, Clayton said he, quote, yeah, that's no, the same thing. 
He looks like a fucking partier. You know what I'm saying? He looks somebody who likes to pound down some beers and talk about crypto. He looks like a sports guy. Yeah. He looks like he uh, follows Notre Dame football. You can always see when somebody... It's written all over their forehead. Like, mm, my football team sucks a lot, but we love them. So... <laughs> yeah. So the things they need to see... Key upgrades are needed. Better market surveillance, inadequate custody solutions, and those are the two things. So they want to be able to watch the crypto markets like spies, and then also they need better solutions to inoculate investors so they can basically... I'll just read it. Clayton is also concerned with how safely crypto assets are stored, emphasizing that investors could be exposed to risk of theft and ETFs underlying assets. A number of custody solutions have been explored by companies such as Fidelity Investments, Coinbase, Gemini, Bitco, Itbit, Japanese Bank of Namor, Goldman Sachs, Northern Trust, and South Korean Shinhan Bank. Shinhan Bank. Shinhan Roll. Nonetheless, the publication quoted Clayton as... <laughs> It does sound like a sushi roll, does it not? You're it sounds racist. like a tasty one. You're so racist. It, oh, come on, dude. <laughs> I'm not. I can't be racist. I'm black. I'm just kidding. Yeah, what do you mean? You're making a joke about Asian people. Well, yeah, uh, but like... You, you can know. only not be racist about your own race. Well, we're... Ethnicity. Sorry. We're just brothers from another mother. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you ever feel like... Huh? Like, growing up, like I felt like, like black people were my like brothers. You're, yeah, like but it's a like we're like close to you. It's a sibling rivalry thing because like sometimes when I go into the gas stations and they're owned by Asian people, they yeah. follow me around in their store like I'm gonna steal something. And when <laughs> I was a kid, you know, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But uh, no, I'm kidding. But they do that all the time, and it's very annoying. And it's like I, I see you following me, like you. I'm gonna pay follow, for this. Follow everybody, don't they? Huh. They follow everybody, don't they? Yeah, well, I mean... Everybody who isn't Asian. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. You know what I also found out is I love going to Korean grocery stores because they've turned the fuck up with their music. Like, it is intense. It's either, like, hardcore EDM, uh -huh. like, that you'd see, like, on a race car, a Korean race car driving game. Like, uh, what is it? Initial D or whatever it's called. Oh, that's totally, definitely not Koreans, Japanese, but okay. Oh, that's Japanese. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be racist. I'm just not a cultured person. But anyways, like I go in there and like either that kind of music is playing or it's like super dramatic soap opera music that's like playing in the background. So it makes my shopping experience really intense. Like I love going to the Korean market and then also there's a Korean market in my hometown where they make um um like sushi. So you can get like an order of sushi and then walk around and eat it as you go grocery shopping. It's fantastic. You're 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 just trolling me now. I'm not trolling you. I grew up in a military town. There's like a lot of Asian Koreans people. don't make sushi. It's not. It, I don't think it's called sushi, but it's like a roll. <laughs> it's got seaweed and like cooked beef and carrots and rice. Hold up, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this shit so you don't think I'm racist. <laughs> Korean sushi roll. Korean sushi roll to be like that doesn't exist. It's called like uh, it's it's got kimbap. That's what it's called. 
Oh yeah, I know that's a thing. Or gimbap. They call it kimbap or gimbap. And it's actually cooked sushi and it's fucking amazingly delicious. And so you can get like and one they give you these two giant feed a family of fifteen rolls for five dollars. So you go into this market and you're like, yo, um, what's up, Kim? And she's like, How you doing? And I'm like, Good. I'm trying to get my grocery shop on, but first I need some kimbap. And then she rolls that shit up in front of you and she's like, Hey man, I hope you've been good, homie. And I'm like, All right, I'm gonna go grocery shop now. <laughs> and I know you're gonna follow me around the store, Kim, but this transaction this initial transaction was great. And you know, if you if you see that I forgot something, just let me know about the product. But you can follow me around now. So making me sound racist. Kimbap is a Korean thing. No, you're right. I it's been yeah. I always I always thought that was like fake Korean food. You know they need they need to When jingle. did like here, let me see. Gimbop, when did it come out? Maybe that's just like an American thing. Kimbop Wow, no it's it's been around for a while. Why is it says um history History, 1910, 1945. Dude, I just thought of a restaurant idea that's just stupid enough to work in America. What if you opened a kimbap shop? And it's nothing but kimbap, but different like stupid variations of kimbap that aren't even Korean at all, but Americans fall for anything, right? Yeah. And they, it's kind of like a, what the fuck is that restaurant where they roll up the burritos? You know, the burrito sure. rolling restaurant, but it's just kimbap and you stand in line. You're like, yo, I'll have some of that not Korean food and some of that not Korean food and roll it up in a kimbap. And then like the commercial for the, the restaurant is like kimbap, dap, dap, kimbap. You just like, want that Hanson song playing? Yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> you know it's what I'm getting? It's one giant ploy to do a spinoff on the Hanson song at a terrible local commercial that's all got it hmm. you see right through my plants jesse <laughs> definitely is not a good business idea <laughs> you just want, well wait a second like food is never not a good business idea food is always a terrible idea right i don't believe so jeff bezos i'm a fan of jeff bezos lately not if his okay. weird steroid behavior recently like he looks uh-huh. like he's lifting weights to protect himself from something like, he's I almost jerk. think he's, like, doing fraud and protecting himself if he ever goes to prison. But okay. he has a great viewpoint on business ideas. And he's like, I don't think about creating the future. I think about empowering things that I know will exist in 10 years. Right? So he's like, I ask myself, what's not not what's something that doesn't need to be here that doesn't exist? But what's something that I know is going to be here in 10 years and I can make better? For somebody. So like Mm. food is one of those things. People aren't going to stop eating. If you come up with a chic food idea. And you can get people in the store. Congratulations you've got a good idea. Or like children's toys. You know what I mean? People aren't going to stop fucking. There's going to be babies everywhere all the time. If you could come up with a neat children's toy. Congratulations you're a bazillionaire. Or um. Sex toys. Right? That goes into making babies. So. Like, what's an idea you would make, Jesse, is something people, you know people are going to be doing it in 10 years? 
I don't know. I'm just looking at Jeff Bezos's neck and how it thickened up in the past. I don't know, <laughs> like ten years. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry I sent you down that tangent. You're like, I'm gonna go check out this guy's neck. What are well, I neck? mean, like, remember, remember that picture? Like everybody like shows like about Jeff Bezos and that like, um, I don't know that over over that vest and yeah, then the frat vest. Back. I don't know if that's a frat vest, but it's like I'm cold. I would like to wear a vest, but then he's like jacked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's completely different than like the early 2000s Jeff Bezos where he looks like the guy from that Austin Powers where he goes like turtle, turtle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's fucking jacked. Yeah. Dude started like not working and going to the gym. Jeez, man. Wonder, who would win in a fight, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates? Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> like, I don't even why you even ask. You can say Jeff Bezos and insert blank when it comes to CEOs, and it's going to be Bezos. Really? Unless it's Vince does McMahon. He, because, does he do more than lift weights, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Let me look at his... Um, I think he does any martial arts. It looks like he does a little bit more than lift weights. Yeah. He's definitely got some guns, that's for sure. Jeez, the 1998 Bezos versus the 2017 Bezos. That is not the same individual. He has grown. His neck has grown. Jeez. In 1998, he looks like somebody who I would assume is going to teach me how to install AOL. In 2017, he looks like somebody who I'd assume would punch me in the throat or rip my head off if I crossed him. So, that that's the difference in Bezos right there. And, and get this, Jesse. You ready for this? Yeah, go for it. It's not even his final form. Oh... Damn. <laughs> All right. Let's is this real? There's an article that I just found by Googling Jeff Bezos, and it says Amazon founder Jeff Bezos became the world's richest man in part because of his crony deals with the federal government. Oh, with yeah. the election of Donald Trump, nobody has more to lose than Bezos, who has become a personal enemy of the president. That's why it is no surprise that Amazon is selling, quote, Michelle Obama for president T-shirts in preparation for 2020. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Rich people would like to try and pay for politicians. So, um, what we, anyways, we we got a little bit, we got a little bit off. We were making good time, and we, and we got a little hey, bit man. distracted on the Kim Bop, Kim Bop took us away. Kim Bop. Okay, so Marie Hulette by Coin Telegraph, Nasdaq partners with VanEck to release regulated, surveilled digital assets products. So it's very clear that. That 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 the financial incumbents can't think outside of the box that they've created for themselves, so they're really trying their damnedest to fit crypto into their world. So they want a surveilled, regulated entity so that they can launch ETFs and launch all these derivatives and make money hand over foot and leave the average Joe like you and I, Jesse, just just they just dangerously leeching from our wealth as we work our entire lives um but i don't think they get how crypto works but 
Nevertheless, the, se- the world's second largest stock exchange, NASDAQ, and the U.S. investment firm VanEck have announced a partnership to jointly launch a set of transparent, regulated, and surveilled digital asset products. Blah, dee, dee, blah, blah, blah. So there's going to be a futures market coming to NASDAQ uh, where they can they can legally bet on the price of things in the future. Uh, nothing new here. It is Wall Street being Wall Street. It's gonna be cool to have them in for the vol for the volume increase and maybe the liquidity. It's gonna be shitty because they just don't get crypto, like not even a little bit. But uh, moving on to Thursday's news, we need like a th- thing where we could, you know what I'm saying? Like mm, it's Thursday's news coming at you. <laughs> just clip that and then just insert that in before. Your Thursday transition. We need a man. I just feel like I need a studio at this point. I've been podcasting so long. I want a studio. People come in. The mics are nice. Like we could maybe have a sip of cognac and enjoy some nice jazz before we start talking about crypto stuff. You know, like like a nice talk show. You know what I mean? Like it would be nice. It would be nice, man. That's the dream, man. We just want a studio, and you know, people. Can, you could come to the studio, Jesse, and you could you could stream from the studio. We'd have the facilities for you. you know, That'd be awesome. This is the dream, man. You know, you know, when I was a kid, I used to want to like just with my friends once we graduated college, just get a house together and have like a gaming house. That's that's possible, man. Live Pump your dreams. Content, content from like I don't know. My friends are doing that, but they're not doing video game stuff. You just gave me an idea. You could live out your dreams. I could. Why not, man? You're young. It'd be hard to have a girlfriend in a house full of dudes. I'll tell you that much right now. And chicks. Chicks video game nowadays. But But I'm almost dead if you round up. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. That's called uh, comedic continuity, my friend. You hit the nail on the head. You are almost dead if you round. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, uh, the Marie Hulette, Kaspersky, crypto jacking, increasingly popular attack vector for botnets. So, rest on the marine. A new bulletin from Russian internet security company Kaspersky Labs published November 28 states that crypto mining malware became increasingly popular among botnets in 2018. Stealth crypto mining attacks, also known as crypto jacking, work by installing malware that uses a computer's processing power to mine for cryptocurrencies without the owner's consent or knowledge. According to Kaspersky, after the crypto market bull run subsided in January to February 2018, interest in crypto jacking also briefly tapered off. Yet it has nonetheless remained a consistent and current threat throughout the year. So, as you can see here, there is a number of attacks. Uh, In January, it was 764,329 in that month. And the highest it got was 1.169 million in March. And now in September, which is where this chart ends, it looks like 850,000 attacks in the month of September. So you're not going to know this is attacking your computer unless you open up the resources and see things out of whack. So it behooves you to control, alt, delete, and then click on the processes tab or 
resources to, what is it, let me act like I know what the fuck I'm talking about here, let's control out delete, bring up the task manager here, and uh, you're going to see your task manager, now I know there's a shortcut, it's like control alt plus or some shit, control shift escape, control shift escape, okay, it's a lot easier than what I, the route I just took, uh, as usual, Google Chrome is raping my memory, uh, but then if we go to performance and you look at the performance tab, I'll see like, oh, okay, memory's being juiced, but that's Google Chrome. The Wi-Fi signal's decent. I'm using about 34% of my CPU, but I also have about a billion tabs open and Microsoft Excel's doing some shit. So, you know, I got some, but if you look at your CPU and it's the, like, percent usage is through the roof then you've got problems if you look at your gpu and the percent usage is through the roof which mine is at six percent so a bot would love to get up at my computer and do some juicy juice right get up here and use my gpu but it can't because i protect myself so uh, there's your lesson for the day i hope you feel informed control shift escape look at your performance see if you got a bot all right I don't think you can really spot it. Usually they rename themselves like a, a process that matches like your antivirus or like it used to be like super obvious, but it hasn't been obvious for a long time. Well, I mean, you could spot the, the resources being used, right? And, you know, the, you at least know there's a problem. And then you could do research on the Internet to figure out what you might have and then go in and manually delete it, right? Well, botnets, they're not they're not trying to like jack hundred percent of your cpu's resources they might just do like a small percentage so you'll never know unless well that's like, the uh, superman 2 plan right that's a superman 2. well yeah, yeah like you just know. take a small percentage of everybody's computer and then all surprise surprise you got one giant computer but anyways Bitcoin.com, Avi Maserahi, 1,434 eyeballs. The Daily. Coinbase launches an OTC desk. Huibi opens a derivatives market. Will be. So, for Friday's second article of the day by Avi Maserahi, The Daily. Coinbase launches OTC desk. Wobi opens derivatives market. In Thursday's edition of The Daily, we feature stories that show cryptocurrency exchanges continuing to develop advanced services designed to attract institutional investors. These include OTC trading, derivatives, and futures. This article is from Bitcoin.com. talks about how Coinbase launched an OTC trading desk. Uh, it went live exclusively for its Prime members to include hedge funds and other agency-level businesses. These high-rolling clients can now use the service to trade cryptocurrency via direct communication methods such as Skype, email, and by phone, as is common for OTC desks in other markets. So that's pretty cool. And then Huobi opens crypto derivatives market. Uh, NASDAQ teams up with VanEck on futures. Just talks about the other exchanges that are moving forward. Hey, guys. That's it. This is the headlines. Go read your own news. Go read your own news. <laughs> yeah. No. Is, that, is that too abrasive? No, I hey. Yeah. You close us out, man. Give some plugs, and then I'm going to plug, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to jet. Um, I like Chipotle. 
Nice. Shout out to uh, Moe's. Uh, I like burritos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say thanks, D, for doing this show with me every week, even though you've been having microphone problems. For like two weeks uh, now. It's getting really frustrating. It's getting frustrating. Yeah. You should get you check out that Yeti microphone. It might be nice to take with you when you're traveling. Um, you know what I'm going to do after this? You're going to go to Best Buy? No, I'm going to go find some kimbap. Are you really? Kimbap. Yeah, man. It's got to be good. And post it on Slack so I can see. Uh, if I can find a Korean restaurant around here. Hold on, let me drop some Google on this situation real quick. Korean restaurants near me. Yep, it is. Okay, sorry, everyone. You don't need to know what my eating habits are about to be for the next 24 hours, but i'm going in on some korean food um let's see plugs um oh i've got i've got a fourth subscriber on my twitch fourth fourth subscriber man how many subscribers do you have now four fourth yeah four but you're getting more than four views yeah 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 no no subscriber that means like they 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 subscribe to me with their twitch prime oh so then that means five dollars normally it's five dollars a month to subscribe to somebody oh so it's like you're making twenty dollars a month i think i only get like half of it so 250 per subscriber damn so twitch is making a lot of money twitch is making a lot of money well but twitch was bought by amazon so So amazon's making jeff bezos amazon is making money that it gave to you back to itself and getting your use out of the your participation in their Twitch platform. Amazon's good at doing that. They are. It's like here, have something free, but we're yeah, actually taking your that. time, which is more valuable than this free subscription we're giving you. Mm-hmm. And we're still taking your money for Amazon Prime. Jeez. But Jeez yeah. Louise. Yeah, if you guys have Amazon Prime, like if if you wanna use your free Twitch subscription to my channel, I'd appreciate your support. And that's uh, twitch.tv slash the Mexican Filipino. Have you already used your free subscription? Because I have a Twitch that I don't stream on very often. And it's not very good. So never mind. I'm not going to ask you to waste it on me. Use it on somebody that's better than me. You have to uh, You have to meet like the, the... There's like minimum requirements. Man, I think it would be so awesome if you became like a famous Twitch streamer and I knew you. I can say, like, I was there from the beginning. Yeah. There's this girl that I play with. Her name's Hafu. She's pretty good. She's got, like, 600,000 people following her and, like, a few thousand subscribers. Okay, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. But is she, like, the popular girl streamers that are currently popular for the same reason? No, no, no. She was an Asian girl game streamer from the beginning. So she got... She was watched because she's really good. Okay, cool. Because I know a lot of, like, gamer girls are like super popular and then i log on and watch them and like oh they're like decent but really they got their their titties out they got low cut yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh so people aren't watching this for the gameplay they're watching this because that titty meets out there <laughs> anyways sorry um shit the bitcoin podcast network thanks you guys for listening for all this time we really appreciate it 
Uh, we're going to be trying some new things with the flagship show, so we hope you tune in for that. We're, we've added a call-in line, so you can call in and you can talk to us. Kind of like a Howard Stern show. We figured, why not? Like We boast about being a show for the community and offer all of these this free content to the community, but we never talk to you guys like on our show so we're going to give that a shot we also have a new part on our website where you can record a question or a comment or something about the space or about us and you can upload it to the website so um we're trying to get more interactive with you guys and we hope that that kind of like spurs our community get a little bit more close-knit. So if you want access to that stuff, join the Slack. Go to the BitcoinPodcast.com and join the Slack. And hit us up. And, you know, there's people in the Slack all the time. It's not always talking about crypto, but, you know, there's enough crypto conversation to keep us going, especially through bear markets like the one that we're in now. As always, uh, I invite you to go watch Jesse's Twitch channel. He plays a game called Battle Right, which involves a lot of motor skills and probably more motor skills than you have. It's very impressive watching him pwn noobs. So if you're not into watching people pwn noobs, then what are you even living for? You know what I mean? Uh, that's all I got, man. Cool. See you guys gonna, in the next one. I'm going to get some key map. All right, man. Do, do the outro thing. It's all you. Oh no, I I I, I can't. Okay, all right. Uh, play <laughs> the outro. Wait, why can't you by chance? Huh? This is too much. It. it got to be too wasn't, much. Wasn't wasn't feeling it. Okay, all right. Well, play that mother. <laughs> <laughs>